Welcome, everybody, Yankee Chronicles podcast. I am not Evan, I am Bobby, and I am here with Donald, Rob, and as always, Evan. Uh, before we get started, just check out statementgames.com. You can find a unique experience all your fantasy sports. Check out docoutersbaseball.org. Learn about the father of baseball. And now you can also hear us on radioplaylive.com. Uh, oh, Britain uh, had a few comments yesterday uh, regarding the uh, issues with uh, Domingo Herman. Uh, was he, you know, was it his place to, to make a comment or was he just being real with the reporters that asked the question? Evan, what do you think? I mean, I'd say it's probably the wrong place at the wrong time to be saying it. I don't think it's necessary, but his statement is correct. And I think a lot of people feel that same way. I think a lot of people in the locker room feel that way. Um, the only reason I think it's important to say it publicly is because Herman really needs to be on his best behavior. I mean, he's what taking PEDs and hits women, you know, that's a distraction that no Yankee wants, no Yankee fan wants. And I, I, if I was his teammate, I would also be rather uncomfortable. Um, the situation is tough though, because we have Chapman who also had a domestic violence issue. So how come Britain's been comfortable playing with him over the past couple of years and doesn't say anything? Because if you ask me, the cases are two separate issues. What Chapman did isn't even comparable to what Herman did um, because one, Chapman's wife said he never physically harmed her. He went to his garage and shot a gun, which is terrifying, but it's a little different than physically harming the woman and having that woman claim that he did that, which is what happened with her mom. Yeah, I, you know, any, anytime you, you know, you're dealing with uh, you know domestic violence and you know stuff, you know where it's just a bad situation at home, it, it's always a, a sensitive subject. It's it's hard to discuss, but I think Britain handled it very well. It's not like he came out and he made a statement on his own. He was answering a question from a reporter, you know, and I give him a little credit for not cowering away from it and hiding. You know, he manned yep. up when he gave an honest answer, saying, you know, but everybody deserves a second chance. We're going to give Herman that, you know, that, that, that second chance and see if he can really redeem himself in, in the, the social eye. And that, that's the hard thing to do. It's easier to get forgiveness from your enemy than, the so, you know, social media. Rob, you have any thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that you know, he did a really good job answering the question. Um, you know, he didn't just bring it up himself. He also did say a couple of times he doesn't owe him anything. You know, Domingo doesn't owe Zach Britton anything. He said that he's got to work on his issues himself. And, um, you know, he's completely right about that. And he didn't once try to defend what Domingo did. Nobody will defend that. And, uh, you know, I don't have a problem with him, you know, talking about it, if he was asked about it, I'm sure if he wasn't asked about it, it wouldn't have gotten brought up. So, you know, it is definitely a real, it's a bad thing, you know, what he did, you know, you can't ever defend that at all. And Britain was just being honest. That's all he really, that's all you can really ask for out of him. You know, yeah, it would have been easier for him to dodge it than answer it. And I think, it's, you know, Britain's just, you know, that, He's a solid guy. And he's just like, look, this is the deal. 
know, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be best friends with the guy. You know, you know, I don't owe him. You know, like you said, I don't owe him anything. But we're, you know, we're going to help. You know, do what we can to help him redeem himself. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think it also comes back to the mental health issues we were talking about, you know, the other day. Um, if we had more programs, maybe certain men who do get angry and cross that line, maybe they wouldn't because they'd understand how to deal with those emotions a little better. And they'd understand that people do care and they do listen. Um, you know, there's abuse on both sides. We've seen what happened to Johnny Depp with Amber Heard. I mean, she physically assaulted him and then tried to ruin his life by saying he was the abuser. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a horrible, horrible situation, but I think we need to look at every, every case differently and understand that all humans on earth go through mental issues. And that's why these you know, horrible events happen. And we need to figure out as humans how to bridge that gap so that they don't. Donald, your thoughts? Yeah, so um, just looking at what Zach Breton saying here, uh, I don't agree with what he did, he says. I don't think it has any place in the game um, or off the field at all. I don't think he owes me anything to me. My job is to go out there and pitch. Um, it's just something that he's going to have to deal with on his own and make better choices. I, I, I like what he said, to be honest. I think he's doing a lot of leadership. Um, I, I think he's... Uh, He's he's showing that uh, he's not going to give uh, her man a pass. He has to earn his respect. He has to earn the respect of the locker room. Um, he's right that there is no place for it, um, especially in society, um, and also, of course, uh, as as part of the team. I'm a little surprised that the Yankees are uh, are basically kind of. Handing him the fifth spot, well, not necessarily handing him, but he's kind of, he's basically got a really good chance of getting it. Um, I think he needs to prove himself a little more. I'm a little bit hesitant to kind of go all in on him because I just don't like, I don't really like that kind of person to be representing my Yankees, really. Um, and it's not really a comment on Chapman necessarily. Uh, it's just, I don't really, uh, I don't really feel comfortable, but. You know, you wear the pinstripes, and obviously, if he's proven that it that um, it was a one-off mistake, and he's rehabilitated himself, then uh, then I guess you, everyone's got a, deserves a second chance there. But I, I kind of like what Zach Britton's saying. Kind of indicates to me that he ain't too pleased that Herman's uh, been welcomed back, but um, but uh, he's he's kind of just getting on with it. But uh, personally, I really like what Zach Britton said. I know there's some fans on Twitter that have had issues with what he said. I don't understand why, personally. I think that, uh, that he's not said anything bad about her man. He's just kind of just saying, listen, I don't like what he did. It's not cool. Not cool at all. Yeah. More than fair. I yeah. think it sets the tone. I think that's why he did it now. It sets the tone and it says, basically, we cannot have distractions this year while we chase 28. The last four years, we've been working really hard to get 28, and it's been awful trying to do that. And now we're going to start a season where we have to deal with a guy who has had multiple issues both on and off the field. It's something we don't need. So I, I like the fact that uh, Britain comes out right now. Yeah. And I think what we're not hearing behind the scenes is I actually think that 
Cashman and the Steinbrenners have a very close eye on Domingo. Um, I don't think anything's going to be handed to him. I think one small misstep, and they are not going to tolerate it. 100%. It's going to be just like what the Rangers did with Tony D'Angelo. He's got zero chances left because the organization can't, you know, they don't need that, that distraction, like Evan said. They have plenty of people who can replace him anyway. And if they're doing well, there's no reason you don't make that move. It's like I just alluded to with the New York Rangers this year. They released Tony D'Angelo because he was causing shit in the locker room with a bunch of their other players. Well, Tony D'Angelo had a great season last year. He was one of our best players. They don't care. If you're going to cause locker room issues, you cannot be in the locker room. It's that simple when you're going after a championship, you know, victory. And the Yankees are doing that every year. They're not going to deal with players like that. Has Chapman been an issue or a distraction since his domestic violence? No, he hasn't. And he didn't do it when he was on our team. We got him because of that issue. And he has been nothing but fine with us since. Yeah. You know, to, to, to change it up a little bit, um, and it might not be the, the smoothest transition in the conversation, but you had Britain's press conference, you know, Britain spoke to the media yesterday. You know, we all just went over that. And then on the other side of town, you had the other clown with Marcus Stroman. He cannot get out of our, he cannot let it, you know, let it go that the Yankees didn't grab, grab him. And he's trying to play it off like he, he never wanted to come here, which we all know is bullshit. Yeah. And the more he has, dumb press conferences like that. It's like the question had nothing to do with the Yankees. It had nothing to do with no, the Yankees. That's the, thing. the first way he answered it was mentioning the Yankees. You're with the Mets. You clearly don't want to be there. You gave up on them last year, which no one brings up for some goddamn reason. And then they go, oh, you know what? This guy gave up on us. Let's give him $19 million. That's a great fucking idea. He's such a joke. He's, he really is. No, the Mets are a joke, dude. I was going to say, I think it indicates more about the Mets more than him. I think he's just – I agree. Uh, he is what he is, but it kind of indicates what the Mets are. Yeah. Well, the Mets just handed out another contract with, with, uh, to Taiwan Walker, two years, $20 million for a guy that with hasn't the, been held. With a third option. <laughs> Massive overpay. Like, meanwhile, poor Brett Gardner can't get a freaking deal. Yeah, and Jake Odorizzi apparently a, a couple weeks ago was asking for three years, $45 million. Nah, he is not going to get that. Not even close. Now he won't. Now he'll get maybe a little bit more than Walker if he's lucky, but I doubt that. Yeah. I honestly thought Taiwan Walker would maybe get in the range of maybe eight mil per, something in that range. Uh, I'm shocked two years 20 with an option that's – that's mind-blowing for me, why the, why they would overpay to that extent. I mean, I'm not saying he's a bad pitcher. He's actually pretty good. And uh, he was one of my bargain basement picks, possibly, for the Yankees, but at a bargain price. That is not a bargain. And I think we actually got much better value than the two uh, pitchers, starting pitchers that we got. I think Tayon has a higher upside. Oh, hell yeah. And I, the, the interesting thing for me is, like you said, $8 million Still, I probably wouldn't be that comfortable. I think he's more like a six million dollar prove it type pitcher, um, especially when uh, Kluber gets eleven million dollars uh, to basically do the same thing in a prove it deal. 
Um, so it's it's just interesting for me. And it's interesting that the Mets seem to constantly hire these horrible coaches who, you know, treat women poorly as well. We've had three guys over the past couple weeks yeah. in the Mets organization. Like, what do they do? Go to the, like, the sex registry website to hire all their coaches? That's what they do? <laughs> Uh, it's wrong. <laughs> we need new talent, guys. Go to the website. Oh, it's disgraceful. <laughs> That's another thing that needs to be wiped out from the game: sexual harassment, and because uh, you know, it's no place for it. I'm going to get sued by the be best before before this even airs. What? <laughs> Some of you know, it's just a shame with, with all the free agents that still have something to offer and just can't everybody wants to nickel and dime. And I think part of it is nobody knew, you know, uh, they haven't, you know, with the uh, National League not having the DH. Um, Evan Encarnacion had a few comments about that. He goes, you know, it, it limits my career because now I can only listen to 15 teams as opposed to 30. Well, so now my career might be ended short no. because not, you know, because the National League doesn't want the DH. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's stupid, you know, the fact that we're still talking about this whole universal DH thing, it's not happening. You know, look at the Dodgers, they're paying how much per year to Bauer, and what if he gets hurt trying to hit? They're going to be yeah. pissed. And, you know, you, you always hear the expression, um, the National League lineups are eight, eight batters and, and, and out. Yeah. And um, sometimes the pitcher's going to get a hit. He might draw a walk. He'll get hit by a pitch. Something crazy will happen. But more times than not, the pitcher's an easy out because they're up there not swinging because they don't want to get hurt. And it's especially the same when the American League teams go to National League parks. They're going to tell their pitchers, don't swing. Don't do anything that could possibly get you hurt. And – you know, for a guy like Encarnacion, a veteran player who's probably only a D, definitely only a DH at this point, it certainly limits what he can do. So I'm, I think it's dumb that baseball hasn't done it yet. Right. You know, it's funny because for all, the, sorry, Evan, just no, no, go ahead, Donald. For all the ways that Manfred's trying to modernize the game, the one thing that actually makes sense is a universal DH, and that's the one thing that's. Uh, removed from the option this year, and the two things, <laughs> and uh, the other ways. Which really doesn't make much sense in modernizing the game. The seven innings up ahead of body, body, blah. That's what they're pushing. But the one thing that actually would create more jobs, you know, for these players, get more, get, get 30 teams interested in, in, uh, in guys that are more power orientated or whatever, um, bat orientated than defense, then I, I don't understand why. I mean, it's outdated. It's long ago. I mean, the, the National League, American League thing was was great for a long, long time, but, but now it, it, there really isn't that kind of much, much difference anymore where we play each other more than we did before. And it just doesn't make any sense. They, they just need to, they need to modernize it and it needs to be universal DH. It just doesn't make sense anymore. They don't want the universal DH, get rid of the interleague games. Yeah. And just have the two leagues played separately until the World Well, it, it should have been what it used to be. They used to play interleague games randomly throughout the season. You would go years sometimes without seeing a yeah. team. And I liked it better that way. 
if they're going to, you know, make this an issue, what they should do is, okay, National League, you really want to see the pitcher hit? Now we're going to add 10 hitters. Okay, so pitcher hits and you get a DH. And the American League, now they get two DHs. Suck it up. That's a man shits rule right there. <laughs> I'm giving them ideas, Evan, please. It's <laughs> a great idea. Would, would you imagine the Yankees having fucking two DHs? It'd be insane. That would be, that'd be amazing. Hey, that would make, that would make it interesting. <laughs> no, and I think Rob brings up a huge point with Edwin. He's also trying to get to what? 500 home runs? Yeah. He, he, said that he doesn't want to retire until he has an opportunity to do that but because they've limited him to 15 teams he might not get to play long enough or have those options as he gets older and when you're a player like him I do think he can you know still hit pretty well past age 40 I, th- I think that's an option for him has baseball given a reason why they're not uh, going with the universal DH this year Was there- yeah because the fans really want it and fuck us yeah. Seems about right. The commit the Manchester is trying to hold off on that to use that as a bargaining chip for the CBA. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Right. That's what the case is, that's, and that's going to go terrible. All it is, and everybody and their mother knows it. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's yeah. Let, let's hurt the game for leverage. That's really going to help your your business grow. You know, it, it's. It's such a joke. It's frustrating. What, what the DH can do is it's going to give other players opportunities, not necessarily just older players, but some younger guys that might not get playing time. Because look at the case of if we're going to use the Padres, let's say because their infield is so loaded, there's another young guy in AAA that's hitting well, but you can't necessarily play him because your infield is stacked. Well, there's a DH spot and you can get his bat into the lineup. Something, you know, that's just a small example and it can be used for all or all around the league. Other yeah. guys can get the opportunity instead of watching a pitcher just stand there and take three pitches and get out. It just doesn't make any sense to me. You're not yeah, going to get Bumgarner hitting every time. Yeah, We've seen that with teams like the Braves. Look at Austin Riley, for example. He had to be brought up as a third baseman because they wanted to use him, but he's not a third baseman. He's more of a DH first baseman, maybe outfield. Um, but he's a good player that they had to move around because they wanted to see, you know, if they had that DH, the option would have been much easier because he was raking for a couple, you know, weeks, months. Well, even with the Cubs, with Kyle Schwaber, if they they had a DH, that would would have solved their problem. Which why, that's why I think he's juggling around just different positions because he can't play defense. So they have him in a, a, they, they have a weak, defensive outfielder because they need that bat. Well, if they yeah, had the DH, that would solve that problem. And now he's with the Nationals, and frankly, I don't see how he's going to fit there either, but we'll no. see. No, just, just hit it to him. You'll be fine. But I, I, don't, I would not trust him being an everyday left fielder. I know everyone wanted him on the Yankees, but you only make that move if you need a DH, and we do not need a DH. We have plenty of DHs. It makes no sense to have Kyle Schwarber on this team. Well, we get crazy. We try to get every left-handed bat that we could think of. 
So yeah, and it's funny because we have four left-handed bats that have spring training invites, and all four of them seem pretty interesting. And Brett Gardner would be the fifth. So I think Brett needs to make a decision really quick. And I think if he does and he comes back, they need to get rid of Talkman as soon as possible. Which Cashman has already alluded to the fact that he's got an offers all winter. I can guarantee that fifteen National League teams would want to contact uh, the Yankees about Andujar. Could you imagine that? I mean, I kind of, you know, Andujar would be a, a person of interest for a lot of National League teams. Yeah, you know, yeah. He's phenomenal back and is struggling to find a position. I think, uh, you know, you'd think that the Yankees would have gotten a, a really good offer for him. I'm not saying that we should definitely trade him. I'm just saying, for that player's perspective, well, if you trade him because we're not for playing play. time. You know, His value and, is low. You need to wait for spring training for him to get that value up because teams know, one, that we need to move him so the, the prospects are going to be lower that we got in return. I don't think we'd get a starter. I don't think we'd get a major league-ready player. I think the best option, and it's an option that I saw going to uh, the Milwaukee Brewers, they would give us a player to be named later and or cash considerations and the 33rd, 33 overall pick in this year's draft for Andujar. That would be a great fit for us. You know, we can't, we're not going to get anything huge for him right now unless he's in a deal with someone else. He's not going to be a major headliner. He simply doesn't have the value right now, unfortunately. I think I'm just going by the standpoint of the player's perspective. If a player is struggling for playing time, he knows he's not going to be able to break it in because, you know, the Yankees are pretty much set at DH uh, for a long term and probably the outfield. You know, you would, you would think for the player's perspective, maybe it would be beneficial for him to move on. But because now there's no uh, universal DH in the National League, there's, it's half his options, you know? So that's just my point. That depends on what other teams view him as, though, because if you can convince another team that he is a left fielder, which I think he is very capable of doing, even though he struggled, maybe they take him on. You know, I, th- I really think he would be a crazy fit on Colorado or Texas. I'm a, I love seeing what I do hard in his rookie year. I loved him. Uh, I'm, I was blown away by how clutch he was. He was really clutch. And I loved his ability just to hit doubles. He was a contact hitter. And I think that was something that our lineup was missing. Um, I just I don't know where we could fit him in. I just don't know. Those were also He's not a bit hard player. He's not someone that can come in once a week. He's somebody that needs to be playing four or five days a week in order to get no. consistency. His doubles, too, were consistent in the locations in which he hit them. He hit them to the gap constantly, and they got to the wall, and it really allowed a lot of our, you know, base runners to score. So I I loved what he did rookie of the year. And that's something that's been pushed out of the game. It's all home run or nothing, but he was somebody that loved to hit to all fields and hit for contact and, uh, and, uh, yeah, hitting the gaps. I think those – kind of hitters are, are someone to hold on to. I just really yeah. struggle to find a, a place for him right now. And it kind of sucks because I do love the guy. It's awesome. It's, it's going to be an interesting spring training, um, you know, with the call-ups and who's going to try, you know, who's got work to do to get back into the, into the graces of the fans. So it's, I, I think once everything gets going, it's, going to be exciting i'm yeah. excited to see jay bruce and uh diedrich, yeah, we those two are gonna be... diedrich. He, he kind he's... of on the radar 
he's a good player, dude. He can he has pop. He can play pretty much every infield position and the outfield. So he's a he's a and he's a lefty. So he's a really good uh, player to have for us. He was awesome for the Marlins a couple of years ago, and then he bounced around. But what's he like defensively, player. Evan? Solid, solid. I, I wouldn't say he's like a Gold Glover or anything. No. Uh, I wouldn't say he's DJ LeMahieu level, but he's a Ben Zobris type. Okay, really? slightly above average in everything that he does. He only plays all around the infield or just second base. He doesn't and play shortstop. He doesn't play doesn't shortstop. Play shortstop. No, he he mostly plays second, first, can play third, but he's mostly he's comfortable with second and left field. Okay. Right. That Basically, promising. that's probably going to be Tyler Wade is almost a lock because of his ability to play shortstop. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Or Estrada. Yeah. No, I, I don't think they're as high on Estrada as as uh, we think. He's still, yeah. Really? Hmm? Oh, I'm surprised. I like it. I quite like Estrada. No, I like Estrada. I don't think the Yankees are as high. The they're obsessed with almost like they're obsessed with keeping Wade on that roster. Well, I think they're obsessed with Wade's speed and yeah. some of his other ability, the fact that he plays shortstop and stuff. Um, but Estrada for me still has more upside than Wade. Yeah. Um, I think that they're interested in him. It's the same thing with Floreal. His overall value dropped completely, but Floreal has he still has potential, and I think he, he like I mentioned a couple shows ago, he's kind of like a Dexter Fowler, uh, the guy who played for St. Louis yeah. Cardinals. You know, he has speed, he has glove, he has good range, um, and if he hits, boom, bonus. Well, Florial had the – he had that injury that kind of stopped him in his tracks with his progression. Uh, right. I, I think he still has a couple of years to, to rebuild before they, um, they cut their losses. But, you know, we'll see. It's going to, you know, we'll have to uh, we'll have to dive deeper into the uh, spring training invites and what what, what the uh, expectations are for some of these guys. Yeah. I think we're going to start to see some pretty uh, important trades maybe now or at the deadline uh, just to fill the farm system back up because we've dropped from, you know, a top 10 to a, around 15 to 18 in the farm rankings. And it's a little frustrating because I actually think our prospects are better than they're getting the credit for it, but maybe that's just I was going to say, I think that's subjective. I think there's a lot of, uh, I think there's a lot of media members actually have the Yankees uh, farm system rated much higher than that. Some lower. So they've kind of settled one middle, but I think it's subjective. I think actually, uh, as Evan said, I think, I think we're actually much better than that. I would say top 10. I wouldn't say top 10. I think we fall slightly out of it, but we should be around the 12 range. We mm -hmm. should not be lower than 12, in my opinion. Yeah. Which is fine, considering where we were, you know, a decade ago. You know, we yeah, just yeah, had a farm system to speak of. So Cash yeah. did a great job rebuilding it and keeping the team competitive. Right. And it's also stacked in our areas of weakness. You know, we have good pitchers, good outfield, and good shortstops. Uh, that's exactly what you need right now for depth. All right. Well, that's going to wrap this up for this episode. We have everybody at YankeeChronicles.com. Hope everybody has a good day. Stay safe. Stay smart. Trout